0: Hi, this is Monument Mom. I'm a mom living in a big city on a really small budget. And if you're like me, you often think about how to get it all done on such a very short budget, a really tight budget. No matter what adjective you call it, it's still small. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things loving life, loving family, and loving homeschool. And we'll talk about those struggles, how to get through it, and get it all done. This is Monument Mom. I'm living an abundant life with sense despair. Hi, this is Monument Mom, and this is episode two. Wow, episode two, and here we go. I want to thank you for joining me again today, and um, I have what I'm calling now kind of like a new to homeschool or homeschooling one-on-one or homeschooling boot camp, whatever you want to call it, whatever you're comfortable with. I'm going to be sharing tips on how, if you're new to homeschool, what you can do to save money and your sanity, right? Because if you're stressed out and full of anxiety, you're not going to be a great teacher to anyone. So, I'm hoping that the tips that I share and the resources and also the advice um, that I'll give here will be beneficial to you because I always say at the end of the day, your time is limited. And so I want to make sure that the little bit of time you spend with me is well worth it. So there is one thing that's on my mind that I want to just share before we dig into the tips for this episode. And that is don't overdo it. Don't overthink it. Don't stress. You may not even want to watch too many YouTube videos or even, you know, too many podcasts, whatever it is. Don't overthink it. Because if you listen to too many people, watch too many videos and listen to too many podcasts, although I think my podcast is great. If you listen to too too much of that, I think... There may be the opportunity to become overwhelmed to start to compare your abilities with someone else's abilities, right? To compare the resources you have with the resources that they have. And at the end of the day, we really don't know the full story, the backstory, or very much of the story because on social media platforms, including this podcast, you're only getting a snippet of someone's life or a snippet of their journey. And so I think. No matter what you decide to do, rest in that and have peace in that. I have made many mistakes purchasing curriculum over and over again, trying to find not necessarily the best one. Well, I guess in a lot of cases, it was the best one for my kiddo, but it was what I saw someone else using it. And I got all enamored with the thought that I would use that and ah, there would be the singing, you know, whatever the case is. It did not always work. And a lot of times it's because one, I just jumped into it based on reading one review or watching a couple of videos where moms, you know, were raving about it. But I also didn't just pause to think if what I had was already enough Um, or, you know, if I was just jumping into it because it was the new or the fad thing. And so, what I'm going to just offer you today in terms of the big the big advice, right? The big picture here is don't get overwhelmed. Don't go down this, is it the rabbit trail? Don't go down this rabbit trail over and over again, looking for what you think is the perfect curriculum, the perfect book. You may change every year or you may not, but all I'm saying is don't spend a lot of money and don't jump ship every time you see something new. So that's it. Don't jump ship every time you hear something new or see something new because there's always going to be some new curriculum. And at the end of the day, it really does go back to, I think, some of the tried and true, just stripped down bare basic bones. I was trying to make sure I got through that. The very bare basic bones that will delight your child. And so it's just like on Christmas morning, right? A lot of times we spend money on all of these gifts and all of this stuff And a lot of kids at the end of the day just gravitate towards the packaging or the very basic. So that's my tip for you. And so now let's move on to what I wanted to share with you during this episode. And um, so I'm going to talk about five tips on how to use a textbook, the traditional textbook. And I bring this up because a lot of homeschool families, it's almost like, they need to bring in a priest with holy water and produce an exorcism when you talk about textbooks. And um, I think a lot of that comes from the thought that I'm moving my child or my kittens from school. Therefore, anything that resembles school, including a textbook, is off. We're not doing it. Okay. So I do know, I grew up in a traditional school system, and I do know that Um, You know, some textbooks are dry and boring or, you know, and some of them don't necessarily, especially in the case of history, they're not really teaching history the way it actually happened, may not be quite inclusive. Um, It might be exaggerated, whatever the case is for the math, they may have 12 steps when you only needed three. So I get it. There are some textbooks that won't work, but there are cases where a textbook may be appropriate. And so if you have some textbooks in your home already, or if you have access to them through like, you know, a free homeschool exchange or another mom or whatever the case is, let me tell you, these are some ways that you can use that dreaded textbook or those dreaded textbooks and get through it. Okay. So here we go. The first is it it could actually be your full curriculum that you use, especially if you're new to homeschool You're not quite sure the path that you want to go, but you have access to textbooks, maybe through your district, or again, you know, you just have access to them in a variety of ways. I would say maybe just try the textbook to see if it in fact works. Some students actually like textbooks. And so again, don't get rid of it because you as the mom thinks that it makes you look too much like a traditional school, if in fact that textbook works for your child. So, the other number two is that you can just use part of it. So, this year we're going to be doing some US government study, and I have a traditional school book. I won't be using all of it, but I definitely will use portions of it, especially as they talk about the branches of government and the roles and the powers of each of those branches. So, there's no reason for me to not use that. I mean, those branches and their roles. That's going to be what it is no matter what I use. So why get rid of that and go buy something else when I can use what I already have? Number three, you can use it if you are um, a homeschooler that likes to do notebooking pages. And so if you're not familiar with notebooking pages, I can just tell you, um, we will discuss that in another episode, but it's a way for your child to retell what they learned. On a single page, or sometimes it's two pages. And often there are these templates that you can use where the child may have some lines and then the space for a picture. So you can use these um, textbooks to create notebooking pages. Why go out and buy those notebooking pages or download them when you can cut pictures? So, again, if you're talking about something with the US government and maybe there are pictures in there with, Lady Liberty, or the Statue of say Statue Liberty, or the Liberty Bell, or whatever you can possibly just cut those pictures out of the book and use them in your notebooking pages or on your notebooking pages, and I think that's perfectly fine. I know some people don't like to cut up books, but honestly, if you weren't going to use that book, if you turn it into maybe even a thrift store or some other places, depending on their policies of how long they keep items or what they do with it. Some of those items are just trashed anyway or recycled. So why not just use it to your benefit? So we got one, you can use the curriculum whole. Two, you can use a portion of it. Three, you can cut up the pictures, right? So you can cut up those pictures. Four, you can cut the pictures again. So I talked about three, cutting the pictures in a timeline, but four, I'm sorry, gosh, whoo. Okay, so let me slow down. Three, you can cut the pictures and use them in a notebook. Four, you can cut them and use them in your timeline. So there I said it. You know, this is real life here on this podcast. And so I'm a mom just getting through this. And so I'm not trying to be perfect. I want to deliver information that's concise. But if I make a blooper here, I'm just going to roll with it and try to correct in the middle of this. I'm not going to stop and pause and do over. I'm just going to go with it. So number four, you can cut those pictures and use them for a timeline. So if you're a kiddo, like they have a visual timeline of history, you could use pictures within a textbook to create that timeline on your wall. You can use the blue painter's tape and put it up and put the year so that maybe at the end of the year or the end of the quarter, you have this visual depiction of what you've covered and where that applies within our history timeline. And then five, the other thing you could do, so I talk a lot about how you can use pictures for some of the, like, um, the more core units, right? But you can also use textbooks for art. So if you're studying a particular artist and you have an art textbook, you can maybe cut out pictures again. If you're developing or using a Charlotte Mason style of study, where you would have a picture each week and your child does a picture study, instead of ordering those pictures for a picture study, you can just get an old art textbook and cut the pictures out, maybe mount them on some construction paper or something, some foam core, something that's a little firm and create your own uh, picture study with a book that maybe you spent less than a dollar or two for. So there you have it. I've given you five tips on how to use a textbook, very low cost, um, very low in terms of time and for prep. And I think they uh, they will work for you. They work for my family. And I'm curious, you know, if you're currently using a textbook, leave me a message and let me know how you use a textbook in your homeschool if you're not using it in some of the ways that I've already mentioned. Again, this is Monument Mom. Show notes will be um, attached here where you can also find information on my blog and my other social media platforms. Thank you for joining me today. And again, enjoy your journey. Bye for now.